Blog Talk Radio. Mayor Bloomberg in New York City, when he came into office, 
Uh, and this was also sort of counterbalanced by what was going on in the George Bush era in terms of the law passed called No Child Left Behind, which, you know, had a lot of accountability measures for schools, um, especially schools that were failing. And, and in, in New York, there was, you know, a real sort of hard... Uh, criteria for, you know, if a school is sort of not meeting its benchmarks in year one, something happens, and then year two, an intervention happens, year three, and then year four, if the school sort of continues to not be able to um, meet meet its goals and benchmarks, by year four, it'll be closed out. So what we saw in New York City over the Bloomberg administration over 12 years was the creation of, I think, you know, well over 150, probably more than 200 uh, new small schools, which was a very interesting initiative, and Bill, Bill Gates, the Gates Foundation, as well as a few others, really invested in that big time. And so, so there was this there was this sort of energy and culture in New York City. And and what Bloomberg wanted to do is, uh, if a school was going to be open, and these are regular uh, public schools, these aren't charter schools. If a school was going to, for example, uh, a new small school was going to open up, the idea was that it would partner with a local not-for-profit. So if a school had a focus on hospitality management or if the school had a focus on medicine or if it was focused on law, then it would partner with a, a you know, a high profile local not for profit and they would you know, they'd give some seed money to, to the organizations and they would come up with this new idea for a school. And so for us it's the arts. And so the first one we founded was New Design High School in two thousand three. And that the seed of that idea was um, obviously, we're an arts education organization, but the seed of that idea was that there are lots of art schools out there um, and, and being created. And we thought, well, why don't we create a design school instead? Especially, why don't we create a school where students can learn real-world design skills, be it in architecture, be it in graphic design, um, you know, 3D modeling, real skills that the students can graduate that high school with an employable skill, right? Um, obviously, the arts are fantastic, the arts don't always translate to being able to, you know, get a job in that field. So the idea with the design school is more like real-world skills that that will be, you know, really bankable when the students graduate. So that was that was one school. Yes, yes, absolutely. And and you uh, made some interesting points there about the arts and and uh, actually bridging the arts and technology. Technology is such a, yeah. a strong foundation for a lot of what we do in just about every business sector and as the arts as well. So um, tell us about technology and how technology is used um, in the schools, if you could please expand on that. Sure. So, so since then, since 2003, we've always been, I think, as an arts education organization, we've always been very focused. I mean, this is actually one of the things I brought to Urban Arts, which is when I was teaching, I was back in the back in the 90s. I was a film teacher in New York City, you know, public schools in underserved schools, and even back then in the 90s, the idea of bringing in a camera. And and it was fairly new. It was a fairly new art form, just sort of on the verge of exploding. And you know, iMovie had just been released, and it was all pretty simple. But but back then, sort of in the 90s, you know, film teaching kids how to make film in a in a very sort of versatile way in schools was was new and exciting. So when I came to UAP, I was very thinking, very much thinking that that would be one of our competitive edges, not just to the arts, but how we bring technology into the into the into every art form that we do. So sort of fast forward now, I think a few a few touch points along the way. We've uh, since 2010, 2011, we've developed a great partnership with Adobe, the Adobe Foundation, and they've helped us do everything from build a um, an academy in New York City, where it's a, it's a space where students come after school on the weekends during the summer. And there's a big focus on, you know, using using technology as a way to to create, you know, and their sort of their mission and the way they Adobe Foundation thinks about this is creating with purpose. You, know, you don't just create something; you create it with purpose, and you use technology as a way to get to that purpose. So you create something with meaning. So it's, you know, it's not just technology for technology's sake. It's the idea that technology is is the thing that gets you there. 
Um, so that's, that's one touch point. We also um, work with Adobe Foundation on this program called Adobe Youth Voices, where we train teachers across New York City. Because one of the biggest challenges with technology in, in public schools in general is, you know, the, the teaching workforce are not yet well equipped um, on, you know, on how to use technology in the classroom. Yet the students, who are all digital natives, uh, are sort of outpacing and way ahead of, of the teachers. But, you know, there's, there's no lack of technology in schools, but it's a question of, you know, other teachers using it, picking up technology and bringing it into the classroom. So the Adobe Youth Voices program works with uh, the teachers and, and teaches them how to bring a Photoshop or, you know, Adobe Premiere or any 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 sort of range of the Adobe suite of products and, and get their kids really, really engaged. And then, you know, Absolutely. one, and then lastly, fast forward to now where we are, we're just this year, I mean, last year we launched a pilot coding program. And this year we're definitely expanding that quite aggressively into many of our schools. We're in 100 schools in New York City. Um, and we are teaching coding. But again, it's not just coding for the sake of coding. It's, again, we, we are an arts education organization. We believe in project-based learning, which basically just means that if you're going to learn something, you need to have a real project um, uh, to to create something, and that's how you actually learn all the skills. So in our program, in our coding program, the students learn the skills, the programming skills and the language. They learn that through creating games and digital portfolios, actually creating real-world products that yes. that uh, have, a, have a beginning, middle, and end. Absolutely, absolutely. Thanks for sharing that. Now, now the school is big on, I guess I'll call this a methodology uh, that's called uh, culturally responsive teaching. And Katarina yeah. Peru speaks a little bit about that in this edition of Diversity in Action. Uh, could you expand yeah. on, on that a little bit, please? Well, I mean, culturally responsive teaching or pedagogy is the idea that um, – is the idea that students, um, the idea that we need to really meet students where they're at, um, especially students who come from underserved neighborhoods in underfunded schools where, um, you know, they're certainly dealing with a lot of challenges every day, and they need, uh, they need to, they need to be able to experience the curriculum, which arguably, if you think about the the canon or the curriculum of what. Um, a board of regents or a state has decided that it's important to know, you know, what's important to know in English, what's important to know in math, science, what's important to know in history. Those are all decisions that are made by, you know, adults and, you know, the curriculum is sort of set. And what what's what the idea between culturally relevant is that it's not just about telling students, hey, you need to know this content, this you need to read this English book or you need to know these dates in history or you need to know how to do this and we're just telling you it's important and therefore you need to learn how to do it, that's, that doesn't really fly anymore today because students are questioning more and they need, they need a bridge of understanding for themselves. So culturally relevant pedagogy for us is the idea that, one, we, don't, we, we accept that the students that we work with that come to school, that come to class, are not just a blank slate the students that come that we work with have their own prior knowledge. They have their experiences in their community. They have expertise in, in youth culture, for example. They 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 you know and so the idea is that you, you really want to leverage all of that sort of prior knowledge and passion that students are experiencing in their lives every day and connect the curriculum we're trying to teach to that, right? So that so that it's think think of it as a half half halfway, right? The students that yeah. in the classroom are coming coming halfway from their experience, and then you're coming halfway, and you guys are kind of meeting in the middle. And why the arts are great for that is that obviously, one you can't you can't hide in an arts class, right? It's not like you can just put your head down in the back of the class and not participate. Whether you're doing poetry, filmmaking, whatever it is, you know, game design, it's project based. So you have to show up. You have to participate. Yes. You have to be in it. Yes. And very so the art. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that's what. So when we think of culturally responsive, um, we think that we also think that 
we train our own teachers and teaching artists. Now, if you're going to, if you were, for example, going to go teach a class in China, right, you would, you would spend a lot of time studying the Chinese culture and you would make sure that by the time you get to China and you teach these Chinese children, you knew what they care about, what li- music they, li- they listen to. You would make sure that, you know, maybe you spoke a bit of the language and that you had a way to connect with them. Well, that same idea should be applied to, to working with uh, the students we work with. If, you know, if you're working with immigrant students or you're working with African-American students, you, you need, as a teacher, you need to make sure that you understand what they're passionate about and what turns them on and what's going to get them excited and what they're talking about. So that's also, also part of being culturally responsive. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you for that uh, characterization. And I, and I think um, I think Michael Wiggins, uh, your director of education, is uh, yeah. spot on right with you around that as far as meeting our children where they are and in that in that in that space where they can make sense of this education and relate it to their experiences. They're they're bringing yeah. a lot of information into the classroom. Uh, they're spent they're more you. They spend more time outside of the classroom than in the classroom, so they're bringing a lot of right. information into the classroom, and it's a two-way street. There, there are many uh, situations where they are educating the educators as well on some social, um, social economic economic uh, activities that uh, the teachers may not be experiencing. But um, I think it's important and. Um, is very impactful the way uh, you are uh, reaching the uh, students uh, through music as well, and I think that's something that uh, uh, that, that Michael Wiggins is uh, emphasizing. And um, I, I think there's a, a, a way to uh, bridge that gap through music and through the arts, and I think that's something that you at uh, and your team are doing at the school. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, because when it really comes down to it, if you think about what's troubling, well, one of the things, uh, I'll make a generalized statement, but one of the things that's that's failing in in public schools around the country is the idea of student engagement. And if if engagement doesn't happen, then learning won't happen. And so, you know, that's really, that's kind of at the student level what we're trying to get at. How do we engage people's minds, you know, and hearts and minds, so. Absolutely, absolutely. Education is no longer that rigid uh, square of a brick-and-mortar institution. Um, So we're not saying that the old ways were a failure, but the education system itself needs to evolve as well. And I think that's what the Urban Arts Partnership uh, uh, emphasizes and embodies is an evolution of the educational system. Um, Jordan, are you with us still? Jordan. Jordan White. Oh, it might help it might help if I turn his microphone on. Oh yeah. Oh. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Hello, Mr. Jordan. How are you? Oh, the one <laughs> That's just, that's so funny because I okay that's so my the my you couldn't hear my voice before right? No, absolutely no. Oh, that's good. I feel because I tried to try. There was some things I wanted to add on, and that's why I probably <laughs> you didn't hear what I was saying. I'm like, wow, I can't, I can't, I can't get through. You must <laughs> but have now totally I'm ignoring you. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm like, what, wait, what's going on? Why can't I? What is, is it me? All right, so it's the mic. <laughs> That's funny. That's yeah, crazy. Anyway, uh, yes, I'm here. I'm definitely. I'm here. I'm here. The mic is on. I'm. I'm good. I had some coffee. You know, what's up? Let's. let's. Absolutely. Well, well, we were we were uh, slowly making a segue into um, into music and how music is uh, being used uh, as a vehicle um, uh, within schools these uh, non-traditional schools today to, uh, to, uh, to meet our students in, in certain areas on, in a more cultural way. Uh, of course, music connects with everyone, and, it's, and, and, and in yeah. certain areas, hip-hop music yeah. really, really connects with our young people. So well, I wanted to get your yeah. take on, on that and how it's being used and, and, and uh, some thoughts you have around that. 
Uh, yeah, well, you know, first of all, you know, I mean, that, that's part of what drew me to urban arts, you know, to begin with, um, just kind of going back uh, what Philip was, was talking about um, as far as, uh, you know, go, what they have going on with Adobe and, and integrating the arts and technology. And my background is actually, I have a master's from um, music technology from NYU. And while uh, Philip touched on the fact that, you know, you, you came into, I guess, uh, teaching, you were teaching film, correct? I mean, that was part of what you were bringing into yeah. the... Uh, yeah. So I actually studied, uh, you know, part of my focus there was, was on sound design and film scoring. And how I got came to Urban Arts, I mean, I, I just became aware of it, I think, through CrowdRise, which is a, a social network for... Um, for fundraising, I became aware of Fresh Prep, and that that got me more interested because I have a you know also background and and real uh, big hip hop enthusiast, and you know understanding the culture and and also composing and producing music um, and hip hop is is definitely you know probably the reason that I started making music, film as well. But um, there was a, an editing class uh, or a filmmaking class, I think um, that uh, one of the uh, teachers uh, was involved in at Urban Arts, and I um, I let him use some of my music to share with the students because they were learning how to edit. Um, and it probably was on, I would imagine, on some of the Adobe, you know, software, uh, yeah. I, I, I would think. Um, and, and that, you know, I thought that was really, you know, I was very happy that I had a lot of tracks, and they just used them in, in different, I guess, you know, whatever films they were making, and it, it was a good way for them to kind of learn and bridge the gap between music and film and just have kind of this library that, uh, you know, I, I, I created. And I just thought, you know, it was so cool that they were, um, you know, doing this and teaching kids, um, you know, filmmaking, editing, at, you know, using music and film. And, and, and I just uh, was so happy to, uh, to contribute to that. And that's why, um, you know, I thought it would be just getting to the magazine. It was so great to, to highlight, um, you know, urban arts partnership, and especially with, you know, talking about, you know, uh, STEM and STEAM, uh, science, tech, engineering, arts, and math, I mean, you know, and as it pertains back, you know, also to teaching, I thought this would be really uh, a perfect example, a very good example of, of, of STEAM, you know, at an education level and what urban arts partnership is doing. So, um, yeah, I mean, the music, ha having a music sensibility and understanding of, of music and, and, and you know, uh, hip-hop culture and, and film um, and, and music for film brought me kind of to urban arts. And I say hip-hop culture because of Fresh Prep and also because I, I also went to, I think there was a couple of slam events um, as well. And that's, that's a big interest of mine. And I'm a big, you know, as far as diversity goes, you know, that in a sense that was my... Uh, you know, being involved and, and creating music and, and working with people from all different backgrounds um, and cultures, uh, you know, and getting engaged. So that, that in a sense, was, you know, uh, a way for me to, through music and through art, to get involved with, with people from all different backgrounds. And, you know, that, that's, that's where the music came into play. And, and that's why, you know, the cover and this story, you know, happened. And I just, you know, really excited about about you know having that having the story in, in the education issue as the cover. Well, I, I think it's a great cover, a fascinating cover, um, uh, and 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 you've got a lot of support around this program and a very strong advocate in in uh, in actress uh, uh, Rosie Perez who hails from New York yes. as well. And if I yes. could, I just want to read a passage of. Um, you know something she said in um, a, a quote that she put in the um, that's in the magazine, um, and and I like to it really resonated uh, uh, with me, so I like to share it uh, with some folks. So as far as uh, by the time I got to school, I was already emotionally shut down and couldn't receive what was being taught to me. Art changed that. It opened my heart, my eyes, my ears, and I was open to learning. The arts. Rep respected my humanity and challenged my critical thinking and didn't insult my intelligence. This is why I've dedicated my life to being an advocate for arts in the schools and the arts mm -hmm. education. Philip, Philip uh, how do you respond to that? Yeah, so Rosie talks, uh, especially on the, I mean, where she talks 
uh, with great humor and compassion around uh, that she was a very, she was a difficult child. I mean, she had certainly <laughs> many challenges. She was she spent a lot of time in um, sort of religious education. I think in a convent. Um, her parents were sort of in and out. She was raised by her aunt, and so she she uh, you know she she just you know sort of jokingly says that she was she was difficult. She wasn't easy. She had a she had an edge to her. But I think what strikes to me, what she says, what she means by saying it didn't insult my intelligence, and, you know, this is something that translates to UAP as well, and she definitely brings this to our work and, and sort of to our culture, which is that we don't, we don't talk down to kids, we don't pity kids, we don't, uh, you know, we don't like, oh, you, you created something really good, well done. We really try and elevate, you know, um, we really hold them to 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 really high standards, and that's something she's very passionate about. And you know, it's not it's not it's not just okay to create, you know, something. It's we, we really have sort of rigor around it. And and you know, she has this quote that isn't in there that says, "If you give an underprivileged kid an opportunity, they will rise to the occasion every time." And so that's a bit of a mantra at UAP. I mean, our mission is to close the achievement gap through the art. Um, so it is a social justice mission, a mission rooted in social justice. But at the same time, the opportunity gap is really, you know, that's the big gap that we're filling. And so, so, so anyway, that's what she means by it didn't insult my intelligence. And I, and I, and I appreciate that that sort of focus and that that level of excellence she she brings to. To the program, and you know, when when she talks to the kids too, I mean, it's so. Let's say, for example, she she'll come in for a master class where the students have been learning uh, all year something. It could be in theater, it could be film, it could be. I mean, obviously, she's a multi-talented artist, but you know, we'll do a master class where they'll present their their projects to her, their works in progress, and uh, she really, you know, she really puts them through the ringer. You know, it doesn't just tell them, you know, that was great or well done. Or t- it doesn't talk down to them. Really, uh, really asks them to to look inside themselves and and improve and elevate their craft and their 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 art and and things like that. So she brings this this great perspective to the organization. Fantastic, fantastic. It, it, it really it really resonated with me reading that passage of hers and, and how she saw it. So I really respect her and applaud her for for getting involved. Now, now um, your your school houses about two hundred and fifty students. What's the demographic of your students, and and how are they selected? So just to clarify, so that's that's our academy, right? So UAP, you know, 95% of our energy, of our resources, go is serving about 15,000 students across New York and LA, and then those, you know, the, those are in about 100, 100 plus schools. But yes, we have this academy, which is essentially our own school. I mean, it's not quite. I mean, it's really a, it's really an out of school time program. So students are there after school on the weekends during the summer. And the you know the what's the 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 makeup? I mean, it's probably I think it's close to fifty fifty uh, male and female. I would say it's probably um, forty forty five ish percent um, African American, about the same Latino, some Asian. Uh, we have a couple of maybe one or two white students maybe. But um yeah, that's sort of the the, the, the ethnic breakdown. Um and how are they selected? Well they, they apply. The, the the goal of that program is that we meet the students in the ninth grade and we stay with them ideally through graduating college. So hopefully we're we're recruiting those students in the ninth and tenth grades and those are very important grades in terms of um you know of, of of catching students especially students who who are showing sort of you know they're starting to maybe check out of school or showing patterns of chronic absenteeism it's very very important to make sure that you you get to them in the ninth and tenth grades because if they start slipping even in the tenth even if they even if they sort of blow their ninth grade year in school 
they uh, they can make it up if they start getting back on track in the tenth grade. But once you're sort of halfway through the tenth, it's very very difficult, and so that's when many many kids drop out of school in the eleventh grade. So the academy recruits them then, and then you know they stay with us for four years, and then they if they graduate, well actually 100 percent of our um, students in the academy graduate, and then about 90 percent go on to college. If they're attending a local college in New York City, then uh, we have a program called Alumni Scholars, where they are we hire them, and so we actually give them jobs and real jobs where they are either a mentor to our students, our ninth and tenth grade students in schools across the city, or they are an assistant teaching artist. And so they can be at UAP. They could be make they're making seventeen dollars an hour, which isn't terrible. And they're in college as well, and we're supporting them through their college years. So that's sort of, and all of this obviously is, you know, they're they're learning, they're majoring in an art form, be it uh, filmmaking, coding, game design, music production, theater, poetry, dance, and um, they're also taking leadership classes, and they're getting financial aid packages and college visits and all this kind of stuff. So, but they're selected through an application process. Yeah, uh, but but it's pretty. You know, we're not we're not looking for we're not looking for student. If a student comes to us in the ninth grade and has high interest in pursuing an art form, but has almost no skills, because because that's often sadly what happens. You know, especially in New York City, but all over the place, where there's such an interrupted cycle of having you went to an elementary school where you got some arts and you went to a middle school that didn't have many and then maybe you're in a high school and you've got one or two classes but you know so there's no real continuum of skill building so if a student comes to us in the ninth grade has high interest but not many skills that's that's absolutely fine we're not looking for we're not a conservatory you know we're not trying to we're not we're not sort of you know we, we're, we're very open in that way what we mostly look for is yeah you know consistency and attendance um passion for learning you know, I mean, mostly yeah. consistency in attendance. Yeah. Absolutely. Great, great, great. So, yes, absolutely. So, in in, in general, and, and I couldn't agree with you more, um, and especially around um, um, uh, your, your culturally responsive teaching, um, basically, and, and we said this earlier, that our education system is a bit outdated. And yeah. um, and these and these methodologies are necessary. That and of course you're not al- you're not alone. There are a lot of programs, yeah. and and yours is 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 a great jewel of and a, and a great program in itself. And you're finding new ways to teach old things. I mean, it's it's so cyclical. Um, you, you know, the, it, it goes around and changes, and and we find ourselves revisiting some of the same issues and stories that our ancestors and our forefathers had faced as far as uh, uh, everything is concerned, especially around education. So so what's mm-hmm. next? What do you feel is next for uh, the UAP program? Well, so we've we've we we've grown a lot, we continue to grow and we have you know, we have you know, be it the coding program or, or what Jordan was talking about, which is a fresh prep program which uses hip hop content based hip hop songs, you know. I'm sure you've heard of the play Hamilton that's taken the taken the country by storm or at least New York by storm, but um you know, the idea that, that you can you can you know, convey historical facts and content through original hip hop music or whatever it is. There are quite a few different types of programs at UAP. We expanded to LA in 2011, and mm-hmm. that's been a really good good experience. Uh, so we're in our sort of our fourth year there. So I think what's next for us? We would like to a lot of our curricula, be it again Fresh Prep or this other one that's called Story Studio that uses visual and oral storytelling to catalyze fluency for recent immigrant students. Um, we actually have an, an I-3 grant, which is a grant from the Department of Education, the Federal Department of Education. It's I-3 stands for Investing in Innovation. Uh, the, the government gives out about 20 of these a year, and, and we were one of them, and we were the only one 
with an arts focus. But the government, what the government's trying to do there is invest in in promising, you know, practices or programs that have the ability to scale, you know, have the ability to to get bigger. And so, you know, our goal is we really want to think about how we can help. You know, there are many underserved and challenged you know, school districts or cities around the country, be it New Orleans, be it Chicago, be it Detroit, be it Boston. And we really want to find a way in which we can, you know, take uh, our curriculum and our approaches and share them and, and, and help teachers because, and this is in the article too, you know, our belief, you know, so we don't put ourselves out there as an education reform organization, you know, but we are really, if you think about the four walls of a classroom, we really are doing education reform work inside those four walls, you know, because we are we're, we're partnering with classroom teachers and hopefully building a better teacher, a teacher that's more uh, more uh, part of a community, uh, be it an urban arts community where they have, you know, they're working with our teaching artists or our staff and they, they have people to bounce ideas off and they and and they're more bold now. They're emboldened to try new things. They're they're not afraid to try technology. They're not afraid to bring in poetry into their classroom. Or they're not afraid to try making a film with their class. All of these things, which are quite scary things, really, for teachers to to bring into a very sort of high stakes environment. So we we think, and well, we know that that our approach and our curriculum. You know, we found a real good methodology or secret source if you like we speak the mm -hmm. language of classroom teachers we know the standards the common core standards we know what they are held accountable to we speak their language we're not just coming in there and throwing an arts program in their classroom we know what their goals are we ask them what their goals are and we help them reach their teacher goals and so we think that approach is scalable and we we just like to be in more classrooms with more teachers helping them become bolder, you know, and more innovative and more experimental and, you know, more, you know, more modern, more 21st century, all that kind of stuff. And so we don't, frankly, we don't have, I mean, we're in the middle of a strategic planning process now. We're going to figure out what cities we want to target and how we want to do it. But we know, you know, we know that our models over and over, and over now have been sort of well proven to work. And so I think the next step has to be how do we, how do we reach teachers beyond New York City and L.A.? Absolutely, absolutely. And I think that's my cue and our cue here at Technology Espresso, as well as Diversity in Action. Uh, I think it was a very courageous and very smart Mr. Weiss to have um, uh, uh, UAP uh, President Mr. Philip Courtney on the cover of this edition. I think it's a great find. Um, yeah, no, we're, we're really, really happy to, uh, you know, to – to feature urban arts and, and really, you know, get the, I mean, help promote and, and just create awareness, you know, with our readers of diverse uh, students and professionals in the STEM field and just, you know, see what they're up to um, because I think it's a, just a terrific, um, you know, what they're doing is great and, and very important, very Absolutely, absolutely. And to our listening audience, if you want to know more about this program or how to emulate this very successful program, you can find the information at urbanarts.org. That's urbanarts.org. You'll see Mr. Uh, Philip Courtney, uh, Michael Wiggins, um, and the rest of the staff there, and you can contact them, and I'm sure they'll be They'll be more than willing to share information on how to get started. Um, yeah, we're, we're also I just, here. I just, sorry. Go yes, ahead. please. Oh, I, I just wanted to add. Go. Yeah, yeah. you were about. To, sorry. sorry. I was going to add. We have this. Uh, we've just launched this campaign called Art Makes Me. Hashtag Art Makes Me. Dot dot dot. Right. So Art Makes Me Reimagine Education. Art Makes Me. Secure art makes me happy. Art makes me, um, you know, um, inspired. Whatever it is, and so we're we're trying to so come to UAP.org, but also um, there's there's a way f to get involved in our community by sharing your what what you would what you would tack on to the end of 
that sort of phrase, art makes me dot dot dot, you know, what is it? And we'd love to to hear from you and 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 get you in, involved in sort of building awareness around the idea that art art can make many things happen. We could help Absolutely. you, you know, we could, we could help take yeah. that and promote, you know, promote that as well. I think that would be something to discuss, mm-hmm. but that's okay. I'll, I'll check that out too. Spread the word. Yeah. yeah, that, that, yeah. Inter- interestingly enough, that segued into my next question, and that was what message you had for parents and what uh, message you might have for teachers out there looking to change or not necessarily change, but I'll, I'll use other place the word change. I'll say evolve. <laughs> Looking for ways to yeah. evolve the educational system, or ways that, or their own individual methodologies. What information you may have for them? Yes, well, um, I would say that if you're a teacher and you want to evolve or expand your repertoire, right? Um, that's definitely there are many opportunities and touch points at UAP where you can you should get in touch with us, and depending on what your interests are. We'll find a way, you know, obviously if you're in New York City or L.A., there's a way in which we can uh, maybe work with you one, um, personally, you know, in the flesh, as it were. And if, if not, then there are ways in which we can work together uh, from a distance. For, 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 and so we, 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 we love teachers. Um, great, talented teachers are, are the answer to, re, to reforming and re, reinventing the this outmoded educational system unless we're talking to teachers uh we're not you know we have to be talking to teachers because teachers are the future um with parents parents is an interesting one um you know the the schools we work in are you know not just title one uh schools but they're also schools that um often are struggling the most we we work with the government and, and the city of new york on uh, tar- targeting or, or working with you know s- s- schools that are really you know uh, having a really 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 tough time. So often uh, the parent engagement piece is very very important. I'm a parent myself. I have two kids. They go to a New York City public school, um, which isn't a Title One school. It's just you know, it's one of the schools in New York City that's probably sort of got it, it's it's fairly diverse, but you know probably more middle class students in there. But even even though even with that school, I would say that you have to advocate for your child. I think I think you know handing over your your children to the uh, to the public school system and, and hoping that the school system is going to take care of them. I don't think it's going to do it at what le- whatever level you're at. Um, and so mm-hmm. you know so I think it's important to find a way to advocate for your child and find find ways ways to get involved. My wife actually, uh, we were both pretty busy people, but uh, one brilliant thing I think she did, which I don't think she invented, but uh, was, you know, my son's 10 and, you know, she's just, now she's just decided to read every book that he's reading, right? So um, this doesn't really necessarily have to do with the arts so much, but, you know, every book that he's reading in his, in his class, right, she's reading it as well. So that, you know, that 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 creates a whole rich dialogue between them whereas before she was asking him what he's reading and he's like I don't know you know or yeah. you know she's saying how's how's the book you're reading he's like I don't know I don't care you know but now that she's reading it as well <laughs> you know she's like she's like have you read the part where so and so happens or that happens or this happens um so I thought that was a really interesting uh, little innovation that uh that she did um and then and then, you know, I would just add that schools now, I mean, they always have, but I think now more than ever, they have mandates that they have mandates to involve parents. And we see this a lot in New York City. So we work a lot with uh, in in, uh, uh, in neighborhoods where there are large, large populations of recent immigrants. And often the, the parents either don't speak English and the, and the children do, uh, and you know the the parents are often a little bit intimidated by what can be a quite uh, challenging or or it can seem like a pretty you know cold environment schools and with all their procedures and bureaucracy. But you know schools have mandates to to engage you as a parent, uh, you know, and that's really what what 
they want to be doing. And I think they certainly are very challenged in that area. And we are as well. I mean, we have programs for parents and we continually reach out and reach out and reach out. But so I would just remind parents that that um, that schools are, are designed now more than ever to involve you. And so that's their job is to, to involve you. And so I would say take advantage of that as much as you can. And, and you're the boss, really. I mean, if when I see a really high-functioning New York City public school, the parents have a very, very, very strong voice in it. And a really good relationship in a school would be that a principal is very responsive to parent uh, parent needs and concerns and desires. And and so, you know, that's how a school should run. So anyway, yeah, I don't know if that was any helpful at all. But, yeah. Yes, it's, it's, um, uh, schools, especially where our children are concerned, are a are a two way street and they're they're just as important and useful to the parents as well as the teacher as, as well as the students i mean and um i i you know i i i couldn't agree with you more that it's uh even more so now that it's really important for uh parents to be involved uh, more in their students' education and it's a great idea to open the door um up to the parents in different forms, in different ways, leveraging technology as a matter of fact, uh in communicating yeah. with the teachers, um uh through through emails and, and um and communication portals to some of the teachers. So that information gets back and forth how 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 our t- how our children are performing in class, how they're acting in class. I remember the old letters that I used to try to hide that I didn't have to bring home from a teacher after yeah. I've been cutting up. But now, now is is that don't worry about it. it your, your parents will get it. So yeah, it's all done electronically through an email. So I think my best today, my best bet would be not to go home. Because the parents are going to get that message that I've been cutting up in class, but um, I think um, I think the way our teachers and our education systems are leveraging technology today, and 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 even our students are leveraging technology and bringing that information back into the classroom and um, and and exposing it to other students and the teachers as well. I think it's very important and 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 um, and and. It's a beautiful thing to see how that growth and education occurs on both sides. Yeah. So, everyone, we've been speaking with Mr. Philip Courtney, CEO and President of Urban Arts Partnership, and Mr. Jordan Weiss, President of Diversity in Action magazine, on this education issue, a very good issue. You can download that issue and sign up for um, hard copies, I believe, at diversityinaction.net. And as I mentioned earlier, you can reach Mr. Uh, Mr. Courtney and his team at urbanarts.org. So I'd like to thank Mr. Uh, Mr. Courtney for his time. I, uh, thank I you. The, the world and the country appreciates what you're doing in uh, New York as well as uh, L.A., and we look forward to watching your program grow and other um, other locales emulating your program. It can be nothing but good coming out of that, emulating this program here. So uh, we look forward to hearing uh, more about you and your program and, uh, and, and how you're impacting the community. Well, thanks so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. And thanks, Jordan, too. Good stuff. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah, more than, you know, great to, you know, extend the, you know, kind of the story into this dialogue. I think, you know, that's part of what we're we're looking to do with, you know, with, with the content that we're featuring, you know, in the magazine is, and to work working closely with, with Tech Expresso, um, you know, because this way there's there's a you know there's a voice behind it, and I think it's you know thanks for taking the time, and I think it works. It, it's a nice, it's nice for everybody, you know, to be able to uh, because you know I mean nope, <laughs> it's educational. It really you know no pun intended. I mean it really is. You know you really get to build on um, and talk more about you know the context 
um, you know, within the the articles and within the articles specifically, and 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 build off of some of the, um, you know, points that are touched on in there, and and you really you know were able to to build off that. So you know, I, I think it's this is a nice platform, um, you know, for everybody. Absolutely, absolutely, and I, I really commend you, Jordan, and and your team there for this issue, this education issue. I've been looking through the um, uh, through this issue, and it's chock full of great articles. Women of color in STEM, co-ops and internships, those a great deal for students. Uh, there's a lot of information in this edition, as it is for every edition of Diversity in Action. Yeah, it's a great yeah, magazine. Th- th- thanks, before. David. Yes, it, it should it, be on you know, it's, it's nice. You know, the nice thing is, and I appreciate that. You know, a lot is that you know we really uh, try to keep you know that that authenticity and that real um, journalistic touch to to what we do. Um, where, you know, the stories are really, you know, they're original articles, you know, that are being, um, you know, the the writers are taking time to interview and to put together, you know, content that that's interesting, that's, that's, that's you know, that's new to, and to, to create awareness around uh, organizations like Urban Arts um, Partnership um, and not, you know, just kind of uh, Recycle content that's out there already. You know, I mean, we really want to make sure that we're, 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 our hand is on the pulse, and we're we're really helping to to promote, uh, you know, different different stories that tie into STEM and diversity, and and that uh, you know we we take the time, and the the editorial department really does a great job, and the writers do a great job of just, you know, bringing that that level of professional journalism to to the magazine, which you know, at the end of the day, I think it's. It is the content, you know. I mean, it it really is. Um, so, you know, that's why I said we're so happy to have uh, feature urban arts. It's a great story, and you know, and and then build off that and have Philip really, you know, uh, talk more about it. Um, so, all good stuff, all positive, and all all you know, very important for kids and parents to hear, and and just you know, keep keep the positive messages going. Absolutely, absolutely. As I mentioned, there's a lot of great stories in here, a lot of great organizations, and I, I like this episode uh, uh, for, uh, for the fact that there's so many young people in it, in this education episode. So imagine being that this young and opening up these type of magazines and seeing your picture and seeing what you've been doing represented in mm. these magazines. I, I can't right. imagine. You can imagine the impact it can have on a young person's life to, to keep that fire lit and, uh, and, and, and help them sustain through some of the challenges that they face and, and keep driving forward uh, uh, towards a successful career, uh, basically uh, reaffirming that they are on the right path. Yes, indeed. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Uh, and, and 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 I'm flipping through it again. Uh, a lot of nonprofits. Our very own BDPA is represented. Ms. Dr. Jesse Benley yes, yes. is represented in uh, is referenced in the uh, magazine. A lot of great stuff. Everyone, I'm, my listening audience here, you've got to go to diversityinaction.net and and get on the mailing list of this uh, great uh, uh, magazine. Uh, as I mentioned, it should be on everyone's coffee table. Everyone should be talking about this magazine um, over the Thanksgiving and Christmas holiday uh, um, uh, with family and with the young people in our families, uh, letting them know there is a way and there is a road and there's a magazine that represents you and some of the careers that are going to shape the next uh, generation um, uh, of this country and of the world, as a matter of fact. So I implore you to go to diversityinaction.net and and uh, sign up for the mailing list. Uh, if you want to listen, if you want to hear this episode again, go to our website, technologyexpresso.com. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-O. Uh, this episode will be there, as well as our deep archive of other shows on relative content related to Theme. Let's not let's not exclude the arts here, <laughs> and um, yeah. and and, and <laughs> diversity 
uh, and diversity, not just in technology, not just in arts, but in life, in, in the way forward, in, in, uh, in creating a better world um, and a better country and a better place for our future. Yeah, absolutely. Children. You know, I mean, it's more, it gets more relevant and relevant <laughs> every day, right? Every minute, <laughs> every absolutely. second absolutely. Of, of how important that is and, and, and cultures and, and, you know, knowing that, absolutely. you know, it, it, it's, this is, people need to just, step back and, and understand that, you know, we're, we're, we all bring yes. different backgrounds to the table, but ultimately it's, it's about, you know, what we can do together, you know, that's what's Absolutely. going to keep things going right in this, in this, on this planet. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. There's going to be good experiences and there's going to be bad experiences, but they will <laughs> all be educational. They'll be educational yes, for some. Yes. Yes. Right. Right. <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. Within within but where there's the bad, there's the good. The vi- you know, it's it's the balance, and that's what it absolutely. is, right? I mean. And 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 absolutely. And and I, I'm serious. I was serious, Jordan, when I said that uh, diversity in action sits on just about every table. In, in our unit, in our condo here, uh, I can pick oh, up. Oh, uh, that's that. You you've been great. Uh, I mean, we appreciate it. Listen, you know, big supporters. You know, and that's why, like, you know, whatever I, I, I just this, you know, with the stories, um, like, you know, like Urban Arts, you know, we, we're definitely gonna continue this this platform. I think it's terrific. I think it's just a. Uh, it's good across the board, and and um, you know, it's it's a, it's it's a nice way to really engage. Uh, people that have been featured in the magazine and you, you know, and, and Jacqueline asking different questions, you know, that kind of t- touch on different topics that maybe weren't actually, you know, mentioned in the article um, or maybe mentioned, you know, briefly, you know, like the, you know, when Philip was talking about and you brought up the, the schools that they started and kind of the background, the history. I mean, we it was mentioned in the magazine, but, you know, otherwise the article would be, you know, 10 pages. So in, in this sense, yeah. you're really helping to, to broaden that. And, and I think it's this is this is a nice platform. Absolutely, absolutely, and 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 we need people like you and uh, and um, and magazines like Diversity in Action, and we need people like Courtney uh, Philip Courtney. I'm sorry, uh, yeah, uh, Michael, Michael Wiggins, uh, the director mm-hmm. the director of education, and his team. We need people like those to stay motivated and continue doing what they're doing. So our platform, our microphone is always open to them and always open to you and your team, uh, Jordan Bear at uh Well, we, we, you know, we're big fans of what you're doing. You and Jacqueline are doing great, great things. And, and having this, uh, you know, this platform to really talk about um, areas uh, in diversity, in STEM, um, just overall, you know, uh, <laughs> life that, that are helping to make a positive uh, impact and difference in people's lives is a great thing. And it balances, you know, it's, it's just a nice, a nice, it's nice to have this aspect of media, you know, this, this part of the media that sheds the, the positive light, the light. You know? Absolutely, absolutely, and we still Jordan have to get together because uh, I, I believe you're going to author our next opening music. <laughs> I'm looking forward uh, to working. Oh yeah, with yeah, you I got. I definitely we got you know a lot of tracks. You know, I got it. You know, that's <laughs> yeah, that's that's, but, that's that's not a thing without a question. You know, we'll 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 yeah, we'll, uh, we'll get put that, put that education and music to use, right? <laughs> yes, yes, right, exactly. Put that. Uh, yeah, right. That 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 the degree. To, <laughs> I've done. You know, I've done some stuff with it. You know, but. But, uh, you know, with TV and film and stuff. But, no, this is this is great. I mean, you know, we want to actually would like to do something to that point, to what you're talking about. And, and it's funny, you know, because um, I know that, you know, Jacqueline mentioned, I think, uh, was it recently at, at, at um, an event? I don't know if it was in Atlanta. In Atlanta um, it was a hip-hop with Steam. There was, there was some rap, right, incorporated um, yeah. into one of the events, and she was talking to me about um, – about that. I just thought that was interesting. So it would be nice to do something along those lines where we're really bringing the, that aspect, the arts aspect, uh, you know, and the music aspect specifically and, and technology and doing something around that. I really, and I would, you know, this year, I really want to do something um, where we can have some, you know, people, kids or, you know, contribute and, and do something, whether it's, you know, urban or, it would be nice to do that as like, you know, just to get it out there and just, you know, an educational piece and, and you know, kind of uh, representing um, hip-hop music and, and, and art and, yeah. and, 
you know, touching on the STEM aspect. So anyway. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. Let's, well, let's, let's make that, let's turn that, let's turn that into a requirement and turn that requirement into a project. I'm, I'm all in that. So. I'm with that. I'm, so, I'm definitely, and, you know, it's, it's like I have, you know, yeah. obviously the tools to do it. And I think yep. collective, like between both of us, we could probably put something together that's really interesting and, and that would Absolutely. be, you know, interesting to the, uh, to our audience by across the board, you know? So well, on that thanks, note, thanks uh, yes, yes. No, thanks no, no, no. This, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like thanks. Not, thanks David. Thanks again for having, having us and, and let us be a part of, of what you're doing. And uh, we'll keep on keeping on. We'll get it out there, you know, tomorrow, once we get the link, social media, we'll, we'll get it out. Anytime, sir. All right. Talk to you soon. Be good, Dave. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Thanks everyone right. for listening. Good evening. Good evening.